0: Hi there, working homeschool mom. This is Charlotte from Charlotte Jones 24-7 and My Little Homeschool, and this is episode number 78 of the Striker Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. Today I have the absolute pleasure of talking to Kelsey Sorensen from Wife Teacher Mommy and it's such a great episode. She is a licensed teacher as well as a homeschool mom. So she is in a unique position to answer the question, am I actually qualified to homeschool my kids if I don't have a teaching qualification? But apart from that, she also shares so many tips and strategies for balancing working and homeschooling and for just feeling like you are doing enough. As a homeschool mom, it's a really fantastic episode. Before we get to the episode, I'd be ever so grateful if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It just means that we can grow this beautiful working homeschool mom community. Thank you so much. Hello, and welcome to the Striker Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. This is Charlotte Jones. I'm a homeschool coach and homeschooling mom of twin boys. I know it can feel really overwhelming to keep all the balls in the air all the time. So each week I chat about tips and strategies for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom that you can implement in your life too. I also speak to awesome and inspiring women who manage to juggle homeschooling and work successfully and find out what their secrets are. Be sure to check out my time audit and mindset challenge in the show notes and sign up to my newsletter for lots of cool freebies. And if you ever need to chat, please book in a session with me. I'm so excited for you to be here and I hope you'll get so much value out of this episode. So let's get started. Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, I'm thrilled to introduce our favorite math curriculum to you. CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review, the lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way and not to a test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach means having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with a practical assessment. This three-pronged attack makes learning so much easier and more effective. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results, and ones who were doing okay before are now doing brilliantly. Visit ctcmath.com today to start your free trial. CTC Maths is generously offering my listeners an amazing special. Go to www.ctcmath.com forward slash MLH you get a half price discount plus a bonus six months for free. That's c-t-c-m-a-t-h dot C-O-M forward slash m-l-h. I'm thrilled to be talking to Kelsey Sorensen today. Kelsey is a former teacher and sub turned homeschool mom and owner of Wife Teacher Mommy. She has helped hundreds of of thousands of educators cut down planning time, balance the many roles in their lives with her time-saving resources, blogs, and a new podcast. Now that she's a homeschool mom, she's also branched into resources for parents as well. Wife Teacher Mommy has been featured on We Are Teachers, Teachers Pay Teachers, Jane, Etsy, Food Network, CBC, Fox, and NBC. And Kelsey and her teacher team are excited to expand their mission even further with the Educate and Rejuvenate virtual event this year. Welcome to the podcast, Kelsey. I'm so happy to have the chance to chat to you today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Charlotte. I'm so happy to be here. I love talking to homeschool moms and working homeschool moms. You are my people because I'm one of you right now. So happy to be here.
0: Excellent. And the topic we're going to cover today is something that I think many new homeschool moms, working homeschool moms, and maybe even not so new homeschool moms encounter, I know I had this doubt when I started out. So as we begin on the homeschooling journey, we might ask ourselves, am I actually qualified to homeschool if I don't have a teaching degree? And so obviously you're somebody who's been both a teacher and a
1: homeschooler, so how would you answer this question? Yes, I mean I I am a former teacher and I'm licensed teacher and everything and so I did that before I homeschooled, but I don't believe that that is a pre-qualification to homeschooling your kids. In fact, I think there are benefits on both sides. Like, so, you know, obviously for me, having been a former teacher, I have a lot of teaching strategies and skills in my toolbox. I feel confident in my abilities to teach. I know like the standards and everything. So there are all of those benefits, but I feel like when you are a homeschool parent and you haven't taught, there's also things that when you are a former teacher that are a little like obstacles to overcome. Like, like if you're used to teaching like in a full school day, like as we know, homeschool doesn't have to look like school at home. And I feel like for a lot of former teachers, like I've talked to a lot of homeschoolers who are former teachers versus those who aren't, it's a little bit more of a mental challenge sometimes to not try to force it to look like school at home when you've been a teacher because that's just what you're used to, right? And the other thing that I would do as a former teacher is because I know the standards so well, like, you know, back of my hand or whatever. And I think this is even because I've made curriculum and everything for wife, teacher, mommy. Like, so I maybe know even more than a lot of teachers for all the grade levels because usually you just kind of know more the grade you're currently teaching. But because of that, I can more likely see like where my kids are. Like if I'm like, oh, they're not quite meeting this and use that as more of a judgment thing, you know, more easily. Like I can catch myself doing that. And I do, you know, but the fact of the matter is like, even if they were going to school, like they might not necessarily be hitting the standards. Like I've been a teacher too. And you see that a lot of the kids aren't. So it's just, I didn't, you know, it's just like, you don't need to be as harsh on yourself, for one. Also, I feel like when you come in as a homeschool mom, you are so qualified because there are so many resources out there and you get to pick what is best for your child because- you know, a teacher, yeah, they have a teaching degree. They know how to teach. They're great at it, but they have up to like 30 kids in their classroom and they do not get the one-on-one time with your child that you are able to provide them as a homeschool parent. So you actually have that advantage where you get to work one-on-one with them, see where they're at. You, If there's something you don't know how to do, you can find a resource that will help you to be able to do it. And As the parent, you are able to figure out what your child means and you are more than qualified. Like if you want to homeschool your kid and you have that desire and the resources and bandwidth to do so, then you are going to be able to set your child up for success.
0: Yes, I love that. And I think mindset is so important though, isn't it? When embarking on something big like homeschooling your kids.
1: Oh, absolutely. And for me, it was a huge thing. I feel like, you know, there's a lot that comes up with homeschooling, one from the decision to homeschool. Like a lot of us, like for me, when I started, I was like nervous to tell my family, like, and, and that was as a former teacher, you know, because it was worried about like, you know, they're gonna like, oh, I'm not socializing my kids or whatever. And you know, as homeschoolers, we know that that's not like a problem. They get socialization in so many other ways. But there's mindset behind like the decision. Like what do we do? And then, Oh wait, okay. Now what curriculum do I use? How do I teach my children? What is my philosophy with homeschooling? There are a lot of them out there. So yeah, there's just a a lot that can come up, but I see that as an opportunity. Like, you know, when mindset stuff comes up, it's like, Ooh, this is where I get to work on this. This is where I get to have opportunities to work on my mindset and figure out how to help both myself and my children with that.
0: Yes, that's so important. And I think also when you have those inevitable tough days during homeschooling, that's when you've got to lean into that mindset pretty hard, I think.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I I have to coach myself a lot, (laughs) both when I certified as a life coach. Well, I just certified back in February. I started it last year, but like throughout my homeschooling, I've been working with a life coach. So it's like I've learned kind of how to coach myself and everything or like get coached because I'm like... There's so much that comes up, but I feel like that support of just being able to like get in there, figure out what's going on in my mind, what's causing me to feel like, you know, stressed or anxious or frustrated or, you know, all those things, like figuring out the why behind it.
0: Absolutely. And I think also what I've noticed is homeschooling is a way to kind of face a lot of blocks that you might have yourself. Um, maybe the way you were raised obviously the way you view parenting things like that i think it's really such a great opportunity to work on a lot of that stuff with your kids on yourself in a family as
1: well Oh, 100%. I think that the things that like help bring up the mindset stuff the most are homeschooling is one of them, doing a business, which a lot of you working homeschool moms, some of you have that too. So like hats off to you. And then also losing weight is another one, but that's not really related to this. But all of those three things are the things that I feel like bring up like all the mind drama. Like, And you know, You can use that as an opportunity to be like, okay, what's going on? Because usually it shows up in other areas of your life as well. So when you're able to kind of look at it and be like, okay, what am I believing about myself or believing about the situation and really diving into that, it it helps a lot. Mm,
0: Yes, that's, that's so true. So like I said, we, I think inevitably, I don't think I've ever come across a homeschool mom who hasn't had a tough season or a tough day at least. So how can we be kinder and gentler to ourselves as homeschool moms, do you think?
1: Yes, I love this question because I feel like we can be so hard on ourselves. And what I want to mention first is that the fact that you are a homeschool mom, like that shows that you are taking initiative to do something you don't have to do. Like you could send your children to school. And the fact that you are choosing to do this, like you are taking on a big thing. So I think just patting yourself on the back for like, you're already here. You're doing this. And that is amazing. And I think one thing that actually Christina Kuzmich, who is one of our keynotes at Educate and Rejuvenate, she said this on our podcast. It's actually a part of her book too, but I did an episode with her. It's episode 70 of Wife, Teach, Mom, of the podcast. And she shared some two golden nuggets on there that I want to share here too. So one that she says is give yourself more credit than criticism and more grace than judgment. And I love that because I think we tend to lean towards the criticism and judgment. But I think what we need to do is lean more into the credit and grace. So it's like, give yourself credit for what you are doing because you are doing a lot. And then where you might feel like you're falling short, just give yourself grace because we're all human and we all can't do everything, right? And the other one that she said that I love, that I was just like, I am writing this down right now. The harder the day, the more grace to give. And I'm just like, yeah. Because when it's a hard day, sometimes we want to, then beat ourselves up more like, oh, no, I'm more behind on this. or I didn't get that done. And it just kind of like piles on, you know, but I think what we need to do is if the day is hard, then that's more grace to give ourselves. So I love both of those thoughts that she had to share. And I just think that we can give ourselves that grace and just lean into what we are doing and remembering that what we can give is enough.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Yes, that's so true. So then sometimes, like you, like you mentioned, you said maybe you feel like you haven't done the things that you were meant to do or you feel like maybe you're behind. I know that a lot of homeschool moms feel like that, that maybe they're not you know, hitting particular milestones or they're not doing enough for the kids. But what kind of advice could you give moms when they're feeling like that, when they're just feeling like they're not doing enough?
1: Well, first kind of what we were talking about is just give yourself a lot of grace, but sometimes what helps us give grace is also kind of owning your wins. Like what are you doing really well? So like kind of look, and every day what I like to do is think of like three wins for the day. Like what are three things that I did that were awesome? Like, you know, with my kids, with my homeschooling or with my work or whatever it is. And then what i And this is actually a concept that is from this book called The Gap and the Gain, which even that concept is incredible. I would highly recommend that book for working homeschool moms for sure. It's called The Gap and the Gain by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. So good. But each day you can kind of come up with three wins that you did and then three that you're going to do the next day. And it can only be three. Because what we tend to do is we want to make a list of like, oh, these are the 10 things I need to get done this day. But no, you want it to be three wins that you know you can accomplish like they do and like individual wins, not like, oh, I'm going to do this whole like huge gigantic thing is one of them because then we don't want to set ourselves up for it to be like, oh, maybe can I do that? No, you come up with three that you know you can do the next day. So then the next day you can feel accomplished and be like, I did all three of those things. And then usually for me, most days I did more than those three things too. So then I feel like I'm ahead suddenly versus behind because what does behind mean? That is a concept we're making up in our own brains of what we feel like is ahead or behind. So it's kind of reframing that. Like if you just come up with the three things and then you do all those and more. Like it could be the exact same amount that you accomplish versus the to do list of 20 things that you, oh, I didn't accomplish at all. You know, so it's just a different way of looking at it. And Even the concept of the gap and the gain, like I was mentioning. So what they teach in that book is the gap is when you look at where you are versus where you wanna be. And that is the gap where the gain is where you are versus how far you've come. And I think so many times we forget to look at how far we've come. Like if if you're homeschooling now, think about before you even started homeschooling and how far you've come between then and now. And I bet you'll be able to come, up with quite a few things, quite a few wins that you've had along the way. So it's just reframing that.
0: I love that. That is, so, I always recommend to write down the the wins as well because sometimes you forget them too, and then when you're having like a really bad day, you can go back and refer to them. And you're like, actually, you know what? I'm, you know, we've done amazing things. But I think <laughs> just like having the journaling about it or something like that, having it on like putting pen to paper, I find is such an, a powerful tool that you can and something that you can refer back to as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's just such a powerful thing because when you refer back to it, you can see like how far you've come, like we were mentioning. And another thing I like to do too in this way is I like to create and this is kind of looking to the future but I like to create a vision board of like where I'm headed because you know even you look at your wins but then you also look at where you want to go like a general sense of direction but the way that I do it is I like put these pictures up and it's like you know all the things that I want to achieve or that I want to do with my kids or whatever and then once I do them though I take them off and I put them in a journal so then you create this book of like wow these things were once things I wanted to accomplish and now I did accomplish them so you have this like visual but then on the board you have the, like, the next thing that you're working on but it's not in a like oh no I did not there yet it's more in a like oh wow look at how much I've accomplished and look at all these things I'm going to accomplish like aren't both of those things amazing you know oh, I love
0: that that's such a cool thing to do I think I'm going to do that definitely and uh, what are some res- resources that have really helped you on your homeschooling journey obviously I know you're a teacher and you said you've obviously created a lot of curriculum but are there, aside from that are there also other things that have really helped you
1: Yeah. And like you mentioned, like obviously resources, like, you know, curriculum, ready to go stuff to teach our kids. But I feel like that's a given if you're homeschooling, right? Like you're going to find some sorts of resources to work with your kids. But I feel like finding a support system. So one for me with homeschooling was finding a homeschool charter that we actually use and our kids get to go all day once a week and it's nice because they do get some learning from somebody else it takes place at a dance studio which is super fun <laughs> um, and so they do kind of get like a little bit of school like obviously that's not required to homeschool but we just it's kind of gives them an, an, an out and it gives us a little bit of support, like, you know, you know, time for if you're like a working homeschool mom, right. You kind of get that time back a little bit, but it's not like every day. So it's a nice balance. So that has been a great support for us. A great support system. They are awesome. Also my husband for me, um, he, our homeschooling is really a team effort. Um, my business at this point is our full-time income for our family, which is amazing, but that means that he is home and able to support both in the business and with homeschooling. So, I mean, I'm lucky in that aspect. I know a lot of moms don't have that, but I didn't always have it. Like, so it is, that has been a nice support system though. And then finally the one I feel like has helped the most and I kind of talked about is life coaching. Like I mentioned, I start actually I, I didn't tell this whole thing. I started homeschooling in 2019. I had a hard time making that decision. Like I did mention that, but then we did. And then Shortly after that, as you know, the pandemic happened. (laughs) But before that, luckily I started working with a coach and she helped me kind of figure out how we could support the teachers and homeschool parents through the changes of COVID because our business kind of like needed to pivot with COVID and everything. So that gave me the support to be able to figure out how do I homeschool my kids while completely pivoting my business so I can support teachers and homeschool parents and what they need now. So that, that was a really cool experience getting the coaching to be able to help me figure out how to support my family and my children and figure out how to keep homeschooling through all of that. I was doing all, all the homeschooling myself at that point. And I think the other thing is just knowing when asked for help, because like I mentioned, I was doing all the homeschooling at that point. I was like, cause at that time I was like, babe, I want to do all the homeschooling and all the working. And then you just watch them when needed, <laughs> you know? And then eventually it's like, okay, knowing your limits is part of it too, because it's like, I had to eventually ask for help. So now he helps a lot more with that. But the coaching has been big because like when I have any mindset struggles come up, I've worked with a coach always in some form or another ever since the beginning of 2020, just because I know that support makes the huge difference. Like I've had one-on-one coaches, I've been in group programs. It just makes such a huge difference in my life. And I see like if I go a while without like being coached, like I can tell a difference for sure.
0: Yeah, that's actually such an important point, because I think people are a bit still a little bit unsure about coaching. And I guess, unless you really know about coaching, maybe you don't see the value in coaching. But I think, like you said, it's just having kind of support. It's a place where you are not judged. It's a place where you can kind of face those mindset blocks. Because I think when you start homeschooling, Most people think, oh, curriculum, curriculum. But at the end of the day, it's actually your mindset that you need to work on first, I think, before you actually dive into homeschooling full on, I think.
1: Oh, 100 percent, because there's going to be a lot that comes up. And when you're homeschooling, you're the one making all the decisions, right? And you need to be able to work through them. Making decisions alone is another thing to be coached on. Like, do I do this or do I do that? You know, and then there's all the different, you know, things that arise that cause you to feel certain feelings and Because you're thinking about them in certain ways, but you don't realize that it's just like so instantaneous, you know? So coaching is what really helps you to be able to navigate through all of that. And it's different than therapy. It's not the same thing. Both are valuable and great. I've done both. But coaching is not only for like, oh, I'm in this like terrible place or whatever. And I don't think therapy is either, but I feel like people sometimes lump them into these categories of like, oh, I need to be in a horrible place to to need that or whatever. And then it's not true. It's for everybody because everybody has a brain. And our brains tell us crazy things and we don't even realize it and we just believe it and we go with it and it causes causes struggles where we could maybe be able to work through those if we have the tools to do so. Mm,
0: Absolutely. Yes, that's so very true. And so as this podcast is for working homeschool moms and like you said, you're a working homeschool mom, how do you find a balance? And I'm going to put balance in air quotes because I know maybe it's not always so easy to find that. But like, how do you find your kind of, kind of balance as a working homeschool
1: mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. So there are a few things. So first I can mention in my current season, I knew my limits and my husband does help quite a bit with the homeschooling right now. We kind of go through phases where he does more and then I do more for a while. You know, right now we're in a he does more phase because I'm preparing for this educate and rejuvenate conference, you know, so he's he's homeschooling the kids right now while I'm doing this podcast, you know. So luckily for me, I know not everybody has that resource. So That is something that has worked for me. But I think in general, just the whole knowing your limits thing. Like if, you know, you have these big aspirations of what you're going to do with your homeschool and you're on Instagram and you're like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do all of that. I think just knowing your limits, because sometimes like you might love the idea of like doing some sort of really, you know, extravagant, whatever it is, you know, on top of whatever you're already doing. And that idea might be great, but it's also knowing what is your limit, like, It might be a good thing, but is it going to push you to your limit? That makes it no longer a good thing, in my opinion. So it's knowing what your limits are and what you truly have to give. And I think just making that time for self-care, and part of that is very intentional scheduling. And I actually shared on a recent episode of my podcast about how to create an intentional schedule and actually stick to it on that song Life Teacher Mommy, the podcast. And what I do each week on Sunday is I actually – will brain down kind of everything that I need to do in the week or that my brain is telling me I need to do for one. And then I look at that list and I'm like, okay, what actually needs to be done that week? Because I feel like a lot of times we come up with more things than that actually need to be done. Right. So we got to prioritize and figure out what we need to do. And then I kind of break it down by day. I schedule it in. And then you kind of have something to follow that helps make sure that you get all those things in. And what I make sure I schedule in also is like self-care Also, any appointments that are going on, kids' activities. So, like, I feel like a lot of times those things will just sneak up if you're not intentional on it. And so if you just get it all scheduled in, it really helps. But as we know, things do come up. So make sure to always leave some open time in there for, one, for things to come up. And also just for, like, you know, space to breathe. And having that on your schedule I think is very important. So I think just trying to be as intentional as you can depending on that season of life you're in too. I feel like there are times where you might need to schedule more. I'm definitely in one of those times. There might be times where you're like, you know what, for a while, we're just gonna kind of go with the flow. And that's great too. It's just whatever is working for you at that moment. And I love the idea of actually scheduling in self-care
0: like an appointment with yourself. Because I think often we, we say, okay, we don't have we don't have time for self-care. But I mean, once you've put it in your calendar and you've marked yourself busy during that time, I think it kind of shows commitment and it's it's a good way to actually do the self-care, I think, too.
1: One hundred percent. And then treating it like it is an appointment because you created an appointment with yourself. And like if somebody's like, Do you have something? You can say like, Oh, I've got an appointment. You don't need to even tell them what it is. It is an appointment that you've made with yourself once you put it on your calendar. So I I just think that's a really good reframe to look at it is like, why is something that we tell somebody else will do for them more important than what we tell we'll do for ourselves. And the truth is, it's not like they both matter. So yeah, it's just looking at it in that way. Mm, exactly. And I think also, I've I've kind of found that self care can
0: also bring up a lot of blocks, because lots of women, I think moms, especially you kind of feel guilty, you're taking time away from your kids and things like that. So I always recommend starting just really small and then building up until you get to, you know, like a a decent amount of, of time that you can spend on yourself.
1: I love that. Yeah. Cause it can be like, Oh wait, I don't have time for that. It's like, you know, start with five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is. I love your idea of working, working it out. That's so smart.
0: Exactly. Yeah. All right. So finally, maybe we could chat a little bit about the educate and rejuvenate virtual event this year. It's, going to be amazing. So maybe you can share a little bit about who's going to be there and kind of events that are going to be happening around it.
1: Yeah, so I'm really excited for Educate and Rejuvenate. It's going to be an awesome time. So what it is, is it is our, we're doing it now for the second year. It's our virtual conference. It's happening. The main two live dates are June 27th and 28th, but you'll actually have 10 full days starting the Friday before to watch the pre-recorded sessions from the incredible presenters we have, and you are one of them, which I'm so excited about. Um, we have such a great variety this year and this year we broke it down into tracks. So we have a teacher track, we have a parent track, we have a teacher and parent track. Um, you're not stuck in one though. So you can like pick and choose and learn from whoever you want, because I really believe that, um, homeschoolers can learn from teachers. Teachers can learn from homeschoolers. I really believe we can all like, we all have the same goal, which is to educate children. So I believe that we can all learn from each other, but they are organized like that. So you can kind of find what you need. And the great thing about it is there are the pre-recorded sessions, but there are lots of components to this. There's that. We have the live keynotes, which are with um, I mentioned one of them, Christina Kuzmich, who is amazing. If you very well could have heard of her, she is very, a very big, what do you call it, influencer? <laughs> I don't know. She's more than that. She's an author, Facebook page, video creator. She's incredible. She has so many videos, like over a billion video views. And they're all just about moms and how really what we've been talking about, like balancing everything and, you know, giving yourself grace and all the things. She's so incredible. I'm really excited for her session that she's doing tailored towards those who teach kids, whether you're homeschooling or you're a teacher, that's who she's tailoring this to. And then we have, um, Mr. D Joe Dombrowski. He is a teacher stand-up comedian. He is hilarious. So you'll, Want to check him out? He has a viral video where he did like a spelling test or he did a bunch of fake words on April Fool's Day. You might have seen it. I loved it. I think I watched it about
0: 20,000
1: times. <laughs> I know, right? So, I mean, seeing just either of them would normally cost you more than the ticket for the event, but you get to see both of them and all of these amazing pre-recorded sessions. And then, like I mentioned, the coaching. So there's going to be coaching at the event. I will be coaching and um, Chrissy Nichols will be coaching. She's one of the other coaches in our program. And it's just going to be such a balance there because we'll have the coaching, we'll have the humorous keynotes, we'll have the sessions, which are on a plethora of amazing topics. There's the Facebook group where everybody gets to connect both the attendees with each other, presenters and attendees, connecting together, which is one of my favorite parts of the community. And then we also start each day with a workout. One of the days is a step it strength workout. And the other day is a yoga and meditation. So it's just such a nice like balance that we brought together because we feel like, you know, you're not just a homeschool parent or just a teacher. You're all these other things in your life too. And we're here to help you with all of it because, you know, teaching strategies to help you with your teaching, but also mindset and burnout and intentional strategies for setting goals. Like we're going through all of it. So you can kind of come in with like what you want to get out of it. Like, what do you want to learn as far as teaching strategies? What do you want to learn as far as mindset and everything? Kind of come in with some goals and intentions and that will help you to get the best experience with the event.
0: Yes, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. I can't wait for it. And then where's the best place for people to connect with you online, Kelsey?
1: So I, I wouldn't say if you're here, you're a podcast listener. So I would be sure to go to wife, teacher, mommy, the podcast and check that out because I love podcasting. It's one of my favorite things. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, I have a Facebook group, all, all the things, basically if you look for wife, teacher, mommy, you'll find it. So pretty simple. But yeah, I would love if all of you would join us at Educate and Rejuvenate. And Charlotte has a special link that she can share in the show notes. So you'll want to be sure to use that and because that will support her too. So <laughs> that'll be great. Perfect. Excellent. Yes.
0: Thank you so much for sharing such valuable insight today, Kelsey. And I'm sure homeschool moms, working homeschool moms are going to feel much more confident about their abilities after listening to this episode. And it's been a real pleasure. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Drop me a DM on Instagram or post on the Working Homeschool Mom support group over on Facebook. And let me know what resonated the most with you. It would also be great if you could rate, review and subscribe or share the podcast with a working homeschool mom who might need it. It's my mission to support as many working homeschool moms as possible. Until next time, take care.